The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon olympic gymnastics kane velasquez salacious super bowl level scandals Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Volume. It's Jenkins and Jones presented by FanDuel. It's NFL playoff time, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. The app is safe, secure, and easy to use. FanDuel has exclusive offers, boosts, and more all month long, and when you win, you'll get paid fast. FanDuel has lots of ways to play, like the spread, money line, over-unders, team totals, player props, and so much more. Jump into the action at any time during the game with live betting, and combine multiple bets from the same game into a same-game parlay, and try out Same Game Parlay Plus. And FanDuel is now live in Ohio, so use promo code JNJ. That's J-A-N-D-J, and download the FanDuel app today to start making every moment more. Disclaimer, must be 21 and over in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It is Monday, January 30th, and as always, we're coming to you live on the Amazon AMP app, 7 a.m. West Coast, 10 a.m. East Coast, every Monday and Thursday, and then up on all the other podcast streaming platforms after that. Thanks for joining us wherever you're listening. As always, Jenkins and Jones, hosted by my good friends, Dragonfly Jones, a.k.a. Tyler. Hey, everybody. Have a good Lejethro Jenkins, a.k.a. John. What's up, Bubba's? I'm Gardy B, a.k.a. Mike, and I have Motherfucking Mike! <laughs> Motherfucking I, Mike! Motherfucking <laughs> Mike! I just realized I've been doing Tyler's name like four or five podcasts in a row because usually I wait till John is eating to do his name first to surprise him, <laughs> and he hasn't been eating we're for like eating two weeks the while we're podcasting. I'm eating after the pod. I'm eating after the pod. Wow. Y'all saw that, that back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all witnessed it. <laughs> We got the inside behind the scenes scoop of uh, of John and his wife figuring out <laughs> where they're eating. Just where they're, where how they're eating you thought it was after the podcast. John yeah. made a suggestion and Rada wasn't <laughs> fucked with it, even though she didn't have a suggestion. 
but she was hungry, but didn't want what I wanted. <laughs> of course. <laughs> If I, it made like me happy because because this is it is like all of the um, all the prank shows or whatever where John is in his house with his wife, but Tyler and I are in his earpiece. So he so I, we heard him ask Ratha, "What do you want for food?" And then I could see from his face that she didn't give a response. And so I said, "Just I I told him I said, John, just make a suggestion." And see if she says yes or if she says she's hungry but not for that. And then she said she was hungry but not for that. <laughs> not for that, of course. Not for that, of course. All right. Let me move on before we uh, sow seeds of turmoil <laughs> in Nicole's household. She don't give a seeds fuck. Of discord. She doesn't <laughs> guarantee that. <laughs> uh, some stereotypes are actually documentaries. That's all. That's all yep, we'll say. Yep. Um, let me read a tweet, and I just want your guys' honest reaction to this tweet. <clears throat> like everyone else, referees make mistakes. We made one at the end of last night's game, and that is gut-wrenching for us. Shut the This play fuck will up. weigh heavily and cause sleepless nights as we strive to be the best referees we can be. Signed at official NBA refs. That's the worst tweet of all time. <laughs> Bro, it was so fucking sappy and syrupy and over the top. I thought they were trolling, dog. I was like, there's no way these motherfuckers are serious, but I don't know, man. Like, that had to be sarcasm. S sleepless nights? <laughs> Niggas, shut the fuck up, man. You know what I'm saying? We don't need that. We need you to stop abusing Bron. And the thing is, bro... What? Brian ain't been getting calls for a while. They act like this the first time the nigga didn't get his arm snatched out of his fucking socket. You know what I'm saying? In order to get the damn call, bro. The man got to get his head twisted. You said they been him like he's Shaq. Like he's Shaq. You know what I'm saying? The man got to get his head twisted off his shoulders to get, a, got, get the goddamn free throw line. It's sickening, bro. You know what I mean? Apologize for the last fucking five years, nigga. The nigga's a goat and can't get a goddamn call. He's fucking 186 years old, nigga. <laughs> You know what I mean? This is this is abuse. This is elderly abuse. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the man, the, you know why he was so frustrated? Because he wanted to take his old ass home. He put up 40 <laughs> fucking points. He's tired, nigga. Dragging these fucking Lakers, nigga. And you gonna make him play extra, motherfucker? At least give him a chance to blow the fucking free throws. God damn, bro. <laughs> Shit. I, I, I was, I, I, that's a tired man. Nigga, I couldn't understand the athleticism and all the extra shit he does, but I can understand tired, nigga. I know tired. <laughs> that nigga's like, God damn. Have y'all ever seen Braun react to anything the way he reacted to that non-call? It was, it was the closest thing we saw to that fucking J.R. Smith brain fart in, in game one of, of, of the finals when Braun was just on the bench like, like when he found out they had a timeout that they didn't use, he was like, oh, nigga. <laughs> like when he had that moment. And I felt him. I felt him on that. Fully spazzed, bro. Looking at JR yeah. like, what the fuck? I, the man was just like, what the fuck? Bro, he's 38, playing on a team that's under 500. Genie and them don't want to help the nigga. The man getting slapped. I heard the shit from my living room, and the ref don't want to call the shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, Tatum from the crib, love the man. Saw him at 17, like I, I love the man. That motherfucker on the end laughing. No, he got away with motherfucking murder on, in front of the <laughs> national television, nigga. Murder. 
You know what I mean? Only motherfuckers that didn't see were the goddamn refs. And they want to get on here and, and the one ref, like, uh, You know who's sleepless? Braun, nigga. Who been dealing with this bullshit from y'all fuck niggas, man. <laughs> sign so-and-so. Sign fuck, nigga. That's what y'all should have signed it as. Weak-ass the, niggas. The, the, the baseline ref shit. could not have been in a better position to see Jason Tatum fouling Braun uh, than if he had actually been embedded in Braun's skin. You feel like, me? He, <laughs> his he had to vision be Tatum cone and Madden Braun is right at the foul. To a, yeah. a better position. He had to be one of them. Nigga, I'm, nigga, it's tough, yeah, bro. Woo, shit, man. Get the, hey, get the refs. Get the motherfucking, get the, get the, get the, uh, get the, uh, AI, man. Get the motherfucking refs out of here, dog. Jackson, <laughs> shut the, the fuck up. Get the AI. <laughs> Jackson says he didn't see a foul, though. Shut the fuck up, Jackson. <laughs> Jackson, Jackson, you, 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 you gonna join in on this elderly abuse, huh? Is that what you are? Are you an ageist? You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just a guy who uh, cool sees, sees wins and losses, okay? I don't know. I didn't see a foul. Goodness. Well, I'm a Lakers fan. All I see is losses right now. But I, but I saw three or four in the last couple of weeks that I'm not a complaint about the refs-ass basketball fan. But I'm tired of these last two minutes reports. Stop issuing these motherfuckers and stop issuing these apology tweets. Just just don't do blow better. game changing calls. Just do at the end better. Of the game, just do better, bro. We're going to lose sleep. I don't give a fuck if you sleep or not. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Do better. We don't need all that extra. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's three on sentences. The court. Do better, nigga. There's God. three sentences in the tweet. The first one is, everyone makes mistakes. The second is, it was gut-wrenching. And the third one is, it will weigh heavily and cause sleepless nights. Shut None the- of that does anything for anyone, dog. No, Shut period. the fuck up. Period. <laughs> period. Gut wrenching. Tyler, Tyler, do you? They have. There has to be at least forty nine percent troll in that tweet. They gotta be. There's no fucking way you serious with that fucking Henry David Thoreau ass shit, man. Like, there's no fucking way. I refuse to believe. Gut wrenching and sleepless nights, man. Get your goddamn Nathaniel Hawthorne ass out of here, dog. I should sleep it. For a fortnight. <laughs> fortnight. <laughs> that shit is stupid, man. And, and I'm with you. I, I'm not a ref complainer because I am of the belief that refs, um, um, that refs are equally um terrible. Like if you're pissed about your team getting fucked over, just give them some time. They'll fuck the other team back over. Everybody and, you know, has to deal sure. with the back. trashness but of yeah. refs. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But but with with this shit, when a game is on the line, bro, and 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 you and and. You know that this is a team that needs every motherfucking win that's shooting for the play-in, and you just miss that and fuck him over like that. Not, nah, I mean, and we can't do Brian. that. Bro. And it's Braun, bro. And it's I mean, Brian. I look, that, no one who's a serious basketball fan would make the case that it doesn't matter who it is that's involved in a play like that. We all have watched enough basketball. We understand the deal. And John's right. The dude doesn't get calls. Ham talked about it after the game. He said it's the craziest that he's he's about to become that he's like he's like a week away from being the NBA's all time leading scorer, which if you count playoff games, he's actually already at, which is what we should have been counting anyway. But on the on the threshold of that, he gets fouled going to the cup for what should have been. And it hurt me double as a Lakers fan because I'm always screaming at him to go to the fucking rack. Instead of settling for these long, legless, tired-ass threes at the end of a game if we're down by one. And he went to the rack. And he showed why he doesn't go to the rack because he doesn't get the fucking call. He got hacked. And there was a, somebody made a great point on Twitter. I don't forget who it was, though. You really think LeBron James, butt-naked, about to break the fucking scoring record, blew a fucking layup like Short. that? 
without bro under the rim. <laughs> you should have called it off the street. Something had to have happened. There had to be an earthquake. Something. You know what I'm saying? For this motherfucker to blow a bunny at the what the fuck, bro? Going left, nigga. Get out of here, bro. That's cash. Unless he All was. Right. Arm was literally almost snatched off out of his goddamn socket. It's crazy. What did you did, did you what did you guys think of Pat Bev running a camera out onto the court? It, it is the single greatest more please protest to a call I have ever seen in my motherfucking life. And he but doesn't know shit. how to use a camera. The screen was probably black. There was no picture <laughs> on that shit. He just he just wanted to troll that motherfucker because he felt he was in fucking world's funnest videos because that's the only way you could fucking miss that. If you know, if everybody's getting punked out here, bro. After that motherfucker had that tip in dunk, like he was like, bro, this is like the greatest moment of my life. I'm never gonna do this shit again. You know, fucking tip in dunk to help lock a game up and then it gets stolen like that. Like he was Someone like, someone said it's his first dunk in some huge number of games too. I don't, I, I, I don't know if that's true or not. But like, yeah, this is his first dunk in a couple years or something like. I didn't that. know Pat Bev could dunk. That's how long it's been. You know what I mean? Like when the last time you seen Steph dunk? Not much. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, I thought it was someone else. It like it took me a minute. You know what I mean? I had to do the Zwinks double blink or whatever, like <laughs> right. a cartoon character. Pat uh, is like such a testament of how of how you have to be the elitist of the elitist to go to the fucking NBA. Because this dude was was you know played Chicago ball, putting up like forty a game. And, and and we were talking about this dude like, bro, what does a Pat Bev trade look like? He is untradeable. No one wants him. You know what I mean? Just ridiculous, bro. Yeah. All right. Um, Tyler, did you watch uh, football on Sunday? Did you catch either of the games? Hell yeah. I got the. I watched some professional American tackle some football. Profe- professional American tackle football. I just want to say, and this is a bitter Mike G podcast, but as a Niners and a Lakers fans, I must have done something to piss somebody off because we can't get a fucking call in the Lakers games, and then the <laughs> Niners literally are down to their fifth string fucking quarterback in the NFC Championship game. Come on, bro. Respectfully. <laughs> Respectfully. Yeah, that was that motherfucking game, bro. Like I I mean, what, y- y'all have won Shitty twelve straight game. before before this? Like Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know with the third string quarterback in. And then right. we got to the fourth string quarterback in this game and he got a concussion. I'll tell you this. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. As a guy who was a Washington fan in my previous life. I I know that y'all love how Trent Williams will be like fuck it let's just fight you know after, yeah. after, after, I, that was what I loved the most about that dude you know when he was with my team that motherfucker would take a loss and just be like all right time to go slap some motherfuckers like I remember he slapped the shit out of Josh Norman after yeah. one of those games just because it was the thing to do like yeah that's my type of guy right there that's what you want your left tackle to be like bro there's a certain energy of football dudes that I just vibe with and really appreciate and when when Trent Williams got to like we're down by. Five how much with how much time left all right bro it's yeah. i'm, I'm yeah, gonna go fight and get thrown out of this right quick <laughs> <laughs> grab someone it, by the man. face mask shove his ass on the ground you know what yeah. i mean but you know fuck it so the eagles are going to the super bowl and the chiefs are going to the super bowl john i know you didn't watch this game so let me just paint the picture for you because you, you I, can only I, I imagine look at the i do look at the like I'll, I'll like refresh the watch the, the highlights and shit no no i'll refresh the scores i watch the oh, scores okay okay you know okay. what i'm saying so i saw i, I saw like how it was going but let me let me describe the end of this game to you. You can only imagine how uh, the Midwest was going crazy for the the Chiefs beating the Bengals on this. The Chiefs get the ball back with like thirty seconds left, tie game. 
everyone's injured. Every all the O linemen for the Bengals are injured. All the receivers are injured for the Chiefs. It's just a total war of attrition Mahomes football. Mahomes is playing on a high ankle sprain. Right. Um, and so it's just total war of attrition. Like someone's got to make something happen to get to the Super Bowl, right? Mahomes is running, picks up a first down at what would have been a 60-yard field goal, and a Bengals player, he's two full steps out of bounds, and a Bengals player shoves him in the back, sends him crashing into a bench. I believe the Bengals player then stumbled and tore his ACL on the play where he shoved Pat Mahomes out of bounds to give him an unsportsmanlike penalty to make it a 45-yard field goal that won him a game and sent him to the Super Bowl. Jesus Christ, bro. That's a but tough moment the for that Bengals player, bro. Too. Golly. Yeah. Like, you lose this year, and you might be out part of next year. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a big L, but damn. That's a very stupid play, too. <laughs> like, that, it's that, about that, as stupid a thing as I've seen a pro athlete do in quite some yeah. time. That, that man about to go to do rehab, and ain't none of his teammates going to be hitting him up, dog. <laughs> Phone gonna be dried in a motherfucker, man. God damn. <laughs> who was this player? Was he a? Is he a jo- Joseph? Joseph Osai, like the last okay. name. The dad jokes just write themselves. Osai, okay, okay. like yeah, but right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Just a anyway, dumbass play. Eagles um, Chiefs coming up. Couple weeks, Tyler. What do you think about that? You excited? Yeah, yeah, I am. Um, I think that I think I think the Chiefs take it. I think that, you know, much like the fucking Niners ran out of luck, I think that Jalen Hurts, who's been phenomenal, I just think it's going to be, you know, I think it's going to be a young QB who probably gets picked apart on the biggest stage. But we'll see. He's He's been phenomenal. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he balled out, but we'll see. While shit is, like, I'm talking about, you know, Mahomes, like he's some elder statements. He, he's only, like, three years older than He's 27. Yeah, right, like, right, right, right. So, and yeah. he just passed Joe Montana, who won four Super Bowls in postseason uh, touchdowns today, which is fucking Jesus absolutely Christ, insane. On, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I'll be right. So, uh, you know, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster uh, got hurt today, missed a good chunk of the game, but uh, having a decent season, top 25 catches and yards, trying to bring another oh, yeah. Super Bowl back to Long Beach. Uh, we have quite a few of them, but... <laughs> Would love to see Juju. He's a, a good friend of ours, a uh, major donor to the 562. Love to see him get a Super Bowl and uh, and bring that back to the city. So to I'll Juju, be a Chiefs man. fan for two weeks. You know, Nice rooting for a competent franchise. Excited <laughs> for all that. We'll see how it goes. Uh, maybe we can get uh, uh, the Gridiron Gals back on for a Super Bowl preview or something before. Well, we got yeah. a couple weeks now. So Hell yeah. we'll see. That. We'll figure it out. <clears throat> Um, little football basketball crossover content. Did you guys see the photo of uh, Joel Embiid and Kevin Hart on the sideline of the Eagles game? Yes. Don't you think Kevin Hart should employ someone who just looks out for those candid photos? <laughs> like, just... <laughs> it's a what? tough photo, bro. It's a yeah, tough yeah. photo. I mean, I respect Kevin Hart for not giving a fuck because there's guys out here like, like, like the motherfucking barstool dude who's like a notorious tiptoer in pictures and shit. <laughs> you who know is what I'm this? Like, um, um, who Lee Portnoy, whatever the fuck his name is. The, the guy, the guy, the head of the, the head the of barstool is. Yeah, probably. I don't. Yeah, know. probably. They, I feel like all, that's so many of them. But yeah, I not the owner. I don't the know. Owner if you're said, the creator said, but nigga. the but that, the owner yeah. the owner is like notoriously like Tyler said he'll be in pictures on his tiptoes, which is so much worse than just mm. being a short dude in the photo. You bro, could never be the tiptoe. Just dude tell me your dick is inverted, bro. Like that's if <laughs> a tiptoe nigga. Just tell me you actually don't have a penis. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, is it? I mean, bro, I, I, that's, that's, like you said, that's so much worse. That's so embarrassing. 
You know what I mean? I'd much rather get caught being 4'8", like fucking Kevin Hart, than, than being on my tippy toes for an extra half an inch. You know what I mean? Like, Tyler, you're right. It's better that he just owns it. But I, I literally can't imagine being in a photo where my head is nestled up under another man's armpit, like beneath the armpit. I just cannot. Like, I, I mean, don't you know. Gotta, like, when you were short as Kevin Hart, when you were short, I mean, dude, like he – He's like part of who he is is the fact that he's really short. You know what I mean? Like, bro, he he's doing show, he's doing movies consistently with The Rock. The Rock makes him look like a child. You know, not as much as Joel Embiid does. You know what I'm saying? Right. But The Rock does. He's leaning on this shit. He's making money off being a baby-sized man. You know what I mean? Baby man. Hey, <laughs> and, and I'll be honest with you, bro. If I was making the amount of money he's making doing that shit, I'd be a baby man too for somebody, goddamn. <laughs> motherfucker, that motherfucker's caked up, married to a bro. baddie who, who, and she ain't even went nowhere after he was out here fucking around. Like, right. yeah, life hey, is good bro. for that man. I'm. It looks like. I respect it. All right, let's talk about the Source magazine tweeting. I want to say this. I want to say this. DJ Jazzy Jeff. I want to say me. this before we. I think like. Yeah. Like, I wanted to take a picture with uh, Zubach because I wanted, like, bro, sometimes... You wanted nigga, the picture. It's, yeah, like, yeah. it's like, dog, I want you to see how big this man is. You know what I mean? I'm going to look like a child. People may be embarrassed when they see me. For They might yeah. feel embarrassed seeing me next to this tall man. But it's like, bro, like, lean in. Your photo I, did not look like Kevin Hart's photo. No, but it's still, bro, my 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 shadow was at his chest. It's a pretty pretty. It's not a good look. <laughs> my my shadow of my face was on this under this man's pecs. Okay, it was it was on his midsection. All right, <laughs> bro. I did not look five eleven. I look like I lie about my height. <laughs> no, that's crazy. All right, uh, DJ Jazzy Jefferson um, was uh, did oh did God. the pre- I think he did the he did the pregame or something for the Eagles game. And um, whatever, uh, te- you know, 20-something-year-old is running the Sources Twitter account tweeted, wait, DJ Jazzy Jeff is a real DJ? LOL. Thought that was just his title on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Jazzy Jeff screenshot it because the tweet got deleted and said, yup, I saw that word at the source. <laughs> to which the source replied, nah, you know better. That was some hack shit. You've been in the source many times as a DJ. That's tough, bro. And I listen, I know what you're both about to say right now is that the source has been cooked for a long time, but listen to me. Sports Illustrated is cooked as fuck right now, and I still expect them to know that Joe Montana was an NFL quarterback. You know what I mean? Whoever's running that handle has a basic competency that they have to have to be tweeting, bro. That is, that is so embarrassing. Also, yeah. that person yeah. cannot be black. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is there, is there a black... I mean, and also these tweets get, like... Is there a black person in the room? You know what I mean? Like these tweets get brought in. This person just doesn't get the keys to the, to the, you know what I'm saying? To the, to the, to the, to the Lambo and just get to dry that motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like you got to run that by some folks and they didn't see anything wrong with it, bro. Yeah, I, I feel like with black folks, you don't even have to be a fucking hip hop historian for this because I feel like summertime is a fundamental a black person jam, bro. Right. Still. A fundamental black person song right there. And everyone knows it's DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince who made that. But but yeah, man. Um, the source ain't been shit since like 02 when fucking Benzino took over that shit and started beefing with Aftermath and Eminem and Dre and all of them and busting and shit. And 
Yeah, man. Fuck the source, basically. Bro, <laughs> is what they, I would like to say. They had thug friends in the source on the internet side, bro. Nigga, that shit dead. <laughs> What <laughs> we was we were we were making fun of ourselves, bro. It was a and scope. that shit used to be the hip hop bible, like a five mic reviewed album, man. Right, so motherfucking much, bro. Back then. you know what I mean. But yeah, but did, I'm, did I mean, niggas pull like up I, to source mad when they wouldn't get the the reviews that they that they wanted. Oh yeah, oh they yeah, it's, it's, yeah. So many source reporters have said that rappers mm-hmm. have you know got confrontational with them over, over the rankings like. That shit meant so much. They would the, make the a break, yo, y'all, You know what I'm saying? For sure, could make a break. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a double edged sword when when you have young people running the account, man. Like like you either gonna get this or you're gonna get the Tony Dungy experience if you if you let an old head run it. Like, like, like pick your poison. You you know what I'm saying? Gotta find a good balance, man. Gotta find a good yeah. balance. I mean, I mean, the, fundamentally, they should know that DJ Judge Jeff was a fucking. Actual DJ though, like that should be like that should be a question on the in the in the, if you're working at the source, that should be a like a, a question on the, the, the when you're filling out the you know what I'm saying the application, bro. You know what I mean? Like it should be basic as fuck. But hey, Tyler said die a, a tweeter who doesn't know that the world existed prior to 2010 or live long enough to see yourself become a man who thinks that <laughs> schools are putting out litter boxes for students who identify as cats. There's you no in between, goddammit. Yeah. Uh, true enough. Um, well, y'all know some of the background of what I'm about to say, but uh, along the lines of what you just said about the source, I write about uh, athletes for a living. Athletes can be sensitive for sure. Their parents can be sensitive for sure. Um, but I've written about rappers, writers, artists, and like other kinds of musicians. No one in the world is more sensitive than rappers. Mm-hmm. I've never had anyone flip out over stories the way that rappers will flip out over yeah. stories, bro. <laughs> Which is it's, contrary it's, to what they, you know, the, the message they push. You feel me? Yeah. Like, but go ahead. It, it It's such a image centric genre right it's 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 a genre that's full of machismo braggadacious like a rapper is like yo i'm the baddest motherfucker out like that's what every rapper believes so yeah they're super sensitive about that shit it's image control basically you, you know when, when they step to you about shit like that yeah but uh so, someone i forget who it was but someone said that about jay-z that's why jay-z's not on social media say he's the most sensitive motherfucker right, right. on the fucking planet like uh, interesting. All right. Um, I would reckon that we might have listeners who have heard that there was a scandal around the um, stat keeping with the Memphis Grizzlies, and they might not understand what that scandal was or why it is interesting. And so I read everything there is to read about this story. Um, did are you guys have you guys followed this? Are you up on kind of like what the the Reddit theory was that went around? I yes, saw the I mean, initial it, tweet and the gist of it. Yeah, yeah, it, it seemed like, you know, standard home cooking that happens has been happening throughout the NBA's history, but yeah. Yeah, basically, um, this Reddit user uh, with supporting video made the case that the Grizzlies' home scorebook um, is adding blocks and steals in particular, um, and it took off online. The, the NBA moved pretty quickly to kind of debunk this and say like, no, 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 we're, you know, we review these, these home stat keepers in real time. But, uh, <clears throat> Sunday night, the, uh, the athletics, Fred cat said, um, 
the post is making its way around the league now, not just the internet. So the, the NBA is uh, looking into it. This scorekeeper was the same scorekeeper that Grizzlies used last year. And this is what I wanted to bring up because I think this is what's interesting to me about this is all of the sports leagues in America have moved into this world where they're all partners with sports books, as are we, um, and, and with daily fantasy sports. And so these stats are enormously important financially um, down to the granular level. People do the parlays where they say, I've got the over on Jaron Jackson blocks, whatever it is, right? And a lot of people may not understand this, but the NBA does not employ the scorekeepers. They're still just hired by the team. So if this feels like a place where the league's partnerships and the way the league's business model is has moved forward, and they did not go back and change the fact that, like, yeah, the Lakers... Like, I literally am friends with the woman who was the Lakers scorekeeper during the Showtime era. Mm. She's just... A, and she's knowledgeable about basketball, but she's a lady who lives in Long Beach, just, like, in the suburbs. She's not... You know what I mean? Is you would think with the billions of dollars being poured into this stuff, the NBA would have a central stat-keeping source, their own people, whatever. And I, I do think... You know, uh, some people have pushed back on this. The NBA is sort of dismissing it, uh, even as Fred Katz is reporting that they're looking into it. Um, I think this is something that's going to get looked at. And I do think it's something that's going to come up more and more because if someone's betting on this shit, if you're betting on defensive player of the year, if you're betting on who's going to have what stat lines in a game, this is going to end up meaning a lot to a lot of people. So I, I don't know. What do you guys think of this? Is this like the, is this a non-story or is it the opening skirmish in a, a revolution of sports? <laughs> no, I, it, you know, I had the same perspective, you know, when I was, you know, kind of reading up on this story is that, that it's so important now because of, you know, how, how much, you know, lock and step the, the, the league is with gambling now. And it's it's not only because, you know, hey, we want to make sure that, you know, we're being honest and truthful with the betters. It's like, bro, you have to it comes down to the integrity of your of your game. You know what I mean? Like like the the, the, the ironic thing of gambling, which is which was kind of looked at as, as, you know, the degenerate activity that was going to kind of, you know, rot everything in, in sports that it touches is that I feel like it has made leagues take the integrity of their their league way more serious than we ever seen. I agree. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because no, because a, a league coming down with a gambling scandal, you know, if, if it's like, you know, a high profile enough player, that is going to be a death sentence. Like your league will never recover from that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, everyone is, is trying to, you know, avoid that bomb happening. And, 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 you know, they're showing to the public that, yo, we're dead serious, you know, we're dead serious about, you know, the integrity of our league now that we're, you know, in, in bed with, with, with this, with the gambling industry. So, so yeah, it's, that's for sure what it comes down to is that, that no matter how little it might seem, it's the bigger picture is leagues, you know, showing the public that, you know, gambling is not, you know, interfering with the integrity of their league. Is there a big discrepancy between his away and home games as far as in those defensive numbers? That was part of the case that the original poster made. Yeah. Um, was somebody, that the reason? I want to say it was. Was, uh, it, was that the reason that they. I think that was why they started that, looking into okay. it. And they did have some supporting video mm -hmm. where for sure you're like. <clears throat> Kind of hard to see this being counted as a block. Right, um, right. As you said, the home cooking is something that happens, you know, mm -hmm. which is why I do think this is something we'll read more about. Um, KOC and some other, you know, basketball stat guys have pushed back and been like, I've watched all the video of all of the plays. And I think at most you're talking about three blocks over the course of an entire season. So there are people pushing back um, on the idea that, you know, this is a significant thing, but 
But that's part of the thing about basketball is uh, it there there is some subjectivity to this shit. It's the same thing with football. You have billions of dollars on these games. All these guys who are, you know, I mean, putting literally putting their lives at risk playing the game, and it's insane when you watch a ref spot the football and he just picks it up and he's like, ah, oh, he's right about, about right here. There. Yeah, yeah. He's like there ish, you know. <laughs> I so think, I, I don't know. I mean, I you know the the NFL revealed during the playoffs this year they have a chip in the football that is taking data and measuring where the football is. But like I I wouldn't be surprised if we moved to a less human um, version of sports in some ways. And I, I guess I it, I think it's what Tyler said. It just feels like they're exposing themselves to too much risk and liability. Um, otherwise, let's see. Jackson's checking in. Jackson says he has currently seventy one blocks and seventeen home. Wait, 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 wait. Seven. 71 blocks in 17 okay, okay. home games. And 37. So he has 17 home games, 17 road games. There's 71 blocks at home, 37 blocks on the road. So obviously that's a, that's, that's a significant that's a, elevation. That's significant, but uh, I mean, if, if KOC is, I, I trust KOC. I trust KOC more than I might the you know, NBA. He is thorough as fuck. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to like you know these type of things, so I mean, if he, if he's, I believe he looked at all of them, and he said, I, I, I don't think there's probably issue if he's looked at all the videos, but um, it's, a, it's a huge discrepancy. That's a, that is, was it more than twice? No, it's not. It's about, about twice, close to twice. Yeah, almost twice. Yeah. yeah. yeah so so in- interesting. More, uh, I, I would guess more to come on this. NBA can poo-poo this all they want, and Tyler is exactly right. They're poo-pooing it because they need people to keep betting on the. They want people to keep betting on the Grizzlies <laughs> when they're playing at home. Um, but you know, I'm sure that there's a lot of people looking into this, and I'm sure that they are doing everything they can right now to come up with a plan, probably for next season, that will not expose them to a random Reddit user potentially poking a huge hole in the gambling revenue boat. <laughs> I think I think in the end they'll change this process of you know the stat keeper. You know what I'm saying? Like I think at le- at minimum they'll do that and be more involved in that process because just like you said, just hiring each team hiring a guy feels a particular way. You know what I mean? Having it more standardized, like having like stat keepers similar to refs where there's training and they you know this is the M- NBA stat keeper makes more sense and is probably like the the safer bet. So I think it, at least they'll probably change that in the future. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. 
You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Download FanDuel now and use promo code J&J so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. Hmm, what bet would I make on the Super Bowl and explain why? I would definitely say that I think experience always matters in those games. The Chiefs are the team with a guy who's been there and won it, so I would definitely look at the Chiefs. And I think if the Chiefs win, it's probably because Patrick Mahomes had a great game. All on a top-rated sportsbook app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today with promo code J&J, that's J-A-N-D-J, to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. National disclaimer, must be 21 and over and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG. All right, Jackson, I'm going to need your help on this, um, but Twitter is all aflame a, a, a over Eric Andre dating Instagram model Emily... Ratchik, Ratchik. I know her from uh, what's that from the the show that she? The, what's what's the? It's a it's the show about the people that were trying to make it in it. Ari Gold was in it. Ari Gold was a. This is entourage? the first time entourage. she was an entourage. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, she was an entourage. She, I remember the 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 dude that played uh, the dude the the main. That's the, the first main, time John has ever character. pulled the name of a white celebrity. The main movie character. I, I was a, I loved Entourage, man. That's a great show. But the main the the dude that was in like. Aquaman or whatever the fuck that movie was, he was dating her, mm-hmm. and her and her, yeah. and her actual name was the name was she played herself in in Entourage. Say the she, name again. Radikowski. Yeah, Radikowski. Yeah, Isn't he, there a J in there? I mean, there nigga, is, come on, you know, you know, come on, bro. Like okay. Krzyzewski, <laughs> what the fuck letters are in that shit? She was also in <laughs> Gone Girl, and she was made famous from the Blurred Lines music video. Yeah, I don't remember none of that shit. I just Thanks, remember Jackson. she played herself in, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I just remember she played herself in Entourage. That's how I knew her. Because I remember thinking, like, um, she's a, I, I was shocked when I found out she was a model because I thought, I was like, she's an actual model? Because she was, she looked like. No, I'm not gonna go there. But you know, y'all know. What I mean. <laughs> she looked like. <laughs> we, we gonna move on, bro. <laughs> um. So you know, 
there was a tweet that went viral last week that was, uh, I mean, you know, it was like 10,000 retweets off somebody saying like, I literally can't believe this is real with a bunch of pictures of them together. I know the three of us have brought this up before. I just have to the say. The person has said it ain't You funny. either don't know <laughs> truly attractive women or you don't know truly funny men if you don't believe that this is a real life pairing. And I just don't know what else to say about it than that. I have literally, like, I have literally been laughing with somebody, like, up until, I'm not, I'm, I'm nowhere near as funny as this nigga, you know what I'm saying, like, and I, it, you feel me, no, I'm not trying to compare that, I'm a regular ass nigga, crack jokes to the point where you're cr- laughing until it's time to actually, you know what I mean, <laughs> I'll be laughing in the middle of sex, bro, that shit'll get you pretty far, nigga, just being funny. <laughs> Okay, dog, dog, and his level of funny, bro. Come on, G. It I, n- yeah. that nut that never surprises me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like people like to laugh. It feels good, and people like to be around people that make them laugh. You know what I mean? So, you know, he might not look like a, a model himself. You know, he he got the he look a particular way but if you keep a motherfucker laughing that feels like a that, particular look he, he, he got a particular look you know what i'm saying but you know what i'm saying you keep a motherfucker laughing bro they gonna want to be around you so that don't surprise me at all yeah man it's it's like like so many comedians like if you look at the, their rosters there it's like bro you know what i'm saying like 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 i fucking uh, eric andre's roster is crazy he had rosaria dawson bro you know they dated a while back but you know who's had guys has like a mean ass roster motherfucking jason sudeikis like he stayed with a baddie bro who's that ted lasso. stayed with a bad oh, ted lasso, ted lasso. Okay, 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 okay. yeah i mean he's rich he's rich so that's it see that's the thing i'm never surprised he's funny too though i'm never surprised by funny and i'm never surprised right. When a rich nigga got a baddie, you know what I'm saying? And if it's a it's a uh, if it's a rich person who's funny and he's rich because he's funny, oh, his t- hey, he gonna be doing numbers. <laughs> yeah, you said Jason Sudeikis, you know Ted Lasso. Who else is on? I didn't even know Sudeikis out. had a roster. Who who, oh, <laughs> who else dude. is on the list for all, him? All types of white women who you who you who I even know. <laughs> like fucking Olivia Wilde. Hold on, hold on. Let me who goddamn hit it. Hey man, hey I'm, Jackson. When he says the white woman, could you please name the movie? That she's in that I might know <laughs> okay, about. Okay, we'll do it as I a challenge. Okay, 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 go ahead. Olivia Ty- so Wilde. Tyler and then Jackson, then Tyler, then Jackson. Okay, okay. Go ahead. So Tyler yeah, started me, off. Let you let said Olivia there. Wilde. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, let me let me hit the Googles and see if I can. Jackson, play. what's Olivia Wilde famous from? She's famous from that TV show House, and then also she directed Booksmart. She's a direct, and she directed Don't Worry, Darling. I did watch okay. Booksmart, um, but I, I'm fairly certain she became famous from House. <sighs> okay, that show's good, John. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, I did watch a couple episodes. I just don't remember. Mm-hmm. It is a good show. That's a doctor show, ain't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. All right, let me. <laughs> you don't have to apologize. <laughs> no, we're looking up. We're, we've got uh, uh, January Jones was, was was an ex of his. As who was well. it? Who was it? Okay. Who was it? I got nothing there. January, January Jones. Jones wasn't she from uh, Mad Men? Didn't watch it. That sounds right. Didn't yes, watch Mad Men either. Mad Men. Which she, I had school she was, too. She was, Niggas think I'm crazy for not watching Mad Men. Yeah. I never watched Mad Men either. It's it was one of those shows that from the first trailer I was like, these are the exact type of people I've avoided my entire life. I have no desire to spend an hour a week with them. <laughs> Who else? Well, Tyler? that's already a good roster. He's already got two two uh, two white women that we, <laughs> most of the podcast has heard of. So. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, well, that was a fun bit. Did you? God damn, Tyler! I thought it'd be boring, that motherfucker. <laughs> Jason Sudeikis, right. I'll never forgive you. <laughs> Jason God motherfucker Sudeikis. K. Cannon. Um, y'all know? I don't know who that white woman is, but I knew who is it. Where he jumped? K. Cannon. Jackson. Bro, oh, man, he might. He okay. his his roster might be regular. <laughs> anyway. All right. Did you guys see the um, Damian Lillard getting a little too real on Twitter? I don't know if this is a quote from somewhere or what, but he tweeted at 2.30 in the afternoon last week on Friday, trauma decontextualized within a person looks like personality. Wait, Dane? Damian Lillard tweeted that. Let me repeat it. Trauma decontextualized within a person looks like personality. Break that down for me. Just fuck me up. Break, break that down <laughs> for me. It does seem to be a quote. From, from where? From someone named... I'm, I'm apologies for the pronunciation of the Olivia name. Olivia Wilde. <laughs> Resma Monikowski. Ratajkowski. Podcast called Talk Easy. Oh no, it was on a podcast called Talk Easy. Who was? I'm sorry, I was talking over. I don't know. It's some. It's some person who I've never heard of called Resma Monikem, a man. Oh, a a trauma specialist and New York Times bestselling author. Damn, trauma decontextualized. But like, I would say that described me in middle school. It was like whatever kind of thing you're going through. I wasn't just talking about the stuff I was going through, but I would be making jokes that I was making from a place of like not caring about stuff or whatever. I, or I'd be fighting because I was so upset about this stuff. And it was really just the stuff I, we were going through in our family, oh, okay. but like yeah, yeah, yeah. filtered through me as a person that it was just throwing that back out into the world. Like, and that was, and if you met me, that's what you would have thought my personality was. It's like, yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. I, I, it, it makes sense. Like you're, this kid is a problem child. You know what I'm saying? You're saying right, things like right. that, but it's like, no, this kid is going through things and you're judging based upon the trauma that you see him exhibiting. You know, yeah. that's basically, or the, re, yeah, yeah. So that, that makes that's sense, how I but, interpreted it at least. Yeah, yeah. Damian Lillard's tweet. <laughs> yeah. Damn. <laughs> It makes sense. Um, yeah, it makes like, sense. Yeah, like, you know, if you see a dude who's confrontational as fuck, always wanting to fight, like, you wouldn't be surprised if you found out he came from an abusive home. Where right, right, right. the shit out of him, right? Like, so, yeah, it adds up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you see uh, the barstool guy standing on his tippy toes, you assume <laughs> he's dealing with the trauma of the inverted penis, like yeah. John said. Like, yeah. <laughs> the belly button. Dude. I mean, that's a, that's a, yeah. it's just, it's a straight line to that. You know what I mean? It makes so much sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just, it was like, straight line to micro penis. <laughs> <laughs> that shouldn't even, honestly, bro. I think the na- the fact that micro penis as a term, as a descriptor existing, is it, so fucked up. It's it like, seems bro. so much more offensive than like so many terms that we've decided are bro. too offensive to be in <laughs> like our like, modern language. Like, like <laughs> oh, I suffer from micro penis. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't. That should actually be a thing, dog. Like, dog. 
Just let the man have a small penis. It's not just small. You have to call it a micro penis. Micro? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Could you imagine dealing with that affliction? Man, hey, listen, I'm going through some health stuff right now. I had to spend like 10 hours of last week on the phone with health insurance people. I can't imagine if at some point I, in that <laughs> process I had to say the word micropenis to someone. <laughs> I just need to do an eligibility and coverage check. Oh, okay. Thank you, Mr. Gardabasio. Yeah, what's it for? Uh, um, uh, can I spell it? <laughs> can I? Do you have a phone? Can I text you? You feel me? I don't want that even to come out of my mouth. Lord have mercy. Anyway. That's such a good point. That's such a great point. All right. Uh, that's, that's. I don't know how we ended up there, but there we are. That's all the time we got for today. Hey, we'll, tap yes. in. Tap in a little Yachty's album, bro. It's, it's so I, good, bro. I, I think oh yes, Tyler. Yachty, no, wait, 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 what are you saying? No, I was gonna say Tyler brought it to the group chat, so I feel like he, he gets dibs on introing that topic. Go it's, ahead. It's really good. Like, like we talked before, you know, a few weeks back about how we fuck with Yachty. Like, this ain't some new shit. Like, you know, I love Yachty's music, but he took such a left turn on this shit, and he nailed the fuck out of it. Um, it's like on some psychedelic type shit. Like, like I heard it, and I was listening like. And I was listening to it like, bro, this feels like fucking Pink Floyd, like, you know, um, other, you know, Dark Side of the Moon, like percussions and scents and all that. It kind of had that same type of feel. And I went to, you know, Twitter. Everyone's like, oh, this sounds like Tame Impala, which Tame Impala is kind of like, you know, like, it's like Pink Floyd. Yeah, because Tame Impala, Tame Impala ran with Pink Floyd. Sounds like Pink Floyd. I'm saying you would know Pink Floyd. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't know that reference. You know what I'm saying? Tame Impala was on the same psychedelic way. You went to a non-HBCU college and did not leave with a working knowledge of Pink Floyd. I feel like that's the only reason. I went to a non-HBCU college, but moved as if I went to HBCU. Nigga, I was hanging with niggas. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we stuck together and fended, you know, had each other's back in that motherfucker, bro. Go ahead. Long though. Beach State is a little um treat for the for people who like doing mushrooms. Uh every year does a Pink Floyd laser show at the at, at the arena, the theater on campus that is just entirely attended by college students on shrooms. It's just play. It's just a Pink Floyd concert with a laser show happening in it. That's the entire pitch. Like, <laughs> I made it through college without doing shrooms or cocaine too. So that tell you how I was moving. <laughs> so, but uh, but yeah, the, the way the way I honestly feel like the way people talk about Lil Yachty as if he's just a mumble rapper. You know what I'm saying? And I, I know he was listed as one of the top fifty worst rappers of all time. Nigga, just say you don't get it, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, just, I mean, I, th I think it's, there's some bad rappers out there. Little Yachty is not one of them. The mumble rap, going from that to, like, pop star shit, you know what I mean? Then, like, flipping to, like, straight Detroit rap in the last album, and that shit slapped, had bangers, and now to have a Tame, tame Impala vibe in this one, and this shit slaps. Every album you listen to, you never know what he's coming with. Every single album is different. You know what I mean? And I mean, like, it's just, bro, he creatively, like, I think he was talking with, like, Nick Hakeem. I don't know if y'all familiar with him, but, like, he's has, like, it, it, he was, he's so collaborative as well as, like, pinning for, like, a lot of rappers that, or, or, or artists that we really fuck with as well. Like, he's so creative and so respected within the industry. It's so wild, like, the, 
like people's impression of him based upon who he was seven years ago. He's changed 78 times and had four different albums that all sound different. You know, I mean, you're missing out if you're just stuck on who he was when he was 16 or 17 the first time you heard him. You know what I mean? And he talked yeah. about wanting to be taken more serious and showing his musicality in this album. And he was, it's great. And it, you know, like uh, when, um, what's your boy name? This is America. What, what's, what, uh, uh, Childish Gambino. Gambino. When he yeah. switched up and did the whole 70s shit and it kind of felt like he was imitating what he thought it would be, this is not that. You know what I'm saying? I th- I feel like, you know, that, that was a good album too. I know he won, you know, awards for that, you know, whatever. But uh, I mean, this album, this feels very like every, he makes all these these changes to his style and it feels very much him. You know what I'm saying? He makes all these albums, even though his style changed, you know what I'm saying? Very connected to who he is. It feels extremely genuine. You know, it doesn't feel like he's forcing shit. It's so natural. And it's been beautiful to watch, bro. I, I think like as far as and and a, a a fan experience, Lil Yachty is like top three as far as fan experiences, you know, when it comes to um, you know, how he switched like because I just never seen an artist constantly just on a dime switch, you know, their style up and nail it like he's been been able to do. It is it's been special to watch, bro. He's he's extremely talented and he's still very young. I have no idea what he's gonna do next album, but this feels like more of this feels like somewhere he might stay a little bit, but it's 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 special. It's it's a great 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 album. I bought it on vinyl. I bought the album on vinyl. I bought a little boat album on vinyl. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it makes sense. You know what I mean? Like we how who bought? You know what I'm saying? You, it, you would never have thought that. You know, not even the last album because you don't. I mean, you don't buy rap albums on vinyl. You know that doesn't really sound mm-hmm. sound any special, but. I just—it's just incredible. It's been—it's his 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 trajectory and his how he's been moving has been special, man. But I love it. I love it. It's a great, great album. Yeah, yeah, Yachty. Like you know, we discussed before how we're, we're both Yachty fans, and "Coffin" was a song that I always played for for, for the homies who were like skeptical on Yachty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you remember that shit, that shit so hard. Like one of my favorite tracks of the year. Drop, think, drop like twenty twenty, and it's only like a minute forty seconds. And but that shit. Right. This bro. is the wait. There's wait. There's a particular joint that I think I don't think it's a wait. I'm trying to. I'm gonna look up coffin real quick. Uh, uh, one second. But there's a particular joint on YouTube that uh, that's little little yachty. And it's just crazy. Let me see. Yeah. Uh, that that yeah, coffin went crazy. But there's yeah. another joint that he dropped that it's like, bro, like this. It's 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 so special to me. Like the I'll play this shit randomly for no reason. Let me see what this motherfucker called. Damn. I'll find it. I'll find it and, and tweet the shit. But there's this particular this particular particular joint that he drops is just like it's just it, he's had so many songs that haven't even made it to albums that are just crazy that I love, yeah. man. He's the dude's special, bro. The dude's yeah. special. And- and, and and it's like you know, like I said, that's that's a song. Whenever I got the homies who who ain't who ain't fucking with Yachty like that, they was okay. This, this shit kind of go. But it's like I feel like this album is his best work, and it's such a fucking you know one eighty from that coffin track. Like it's just a fucking phenomenal artist, bro. And even look at look at this videos too. How creative like this video is on this album. He's totally switched it up, bro. You know, what I mean, he's totally switched it up, and it's it's just it's just fire to watch, bro. It's just dope to see. How he consistently changes his shit, and it's always fire, bro. It's always fire. 
All right. Well, that's definitely all the time we got. So we'll be back on Thursday. It's called Cortex. The album's called, the song's called Cortex. Cortex. Yeah, that shit's fire. Yeah, I'm going to beat that shit. Yeah, song. That's my bad. Tyler, Tyler, Tyler texted us about that album too. And usually when I, either of you text about an album that enthusiastically, I usually remember to put it on the top of the list. So my bad. That's I apologize. Good, you don't give a fuck. I fucked you up, guys. <laughs> I fucked up. I fucked up the topic list. All right. That's all the time we got. We'll see y'all on Thursday. Bye. Bye. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.